Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Hello and uh, welcome to the first ever episode of the Robert Walters Operations podcast series. Uh, you're here with me, Tom Andrew, and the, the queen of contract recruitment, Annalene Kleinsma. Uh, we both focus on the ops space, both cover buy and, and sell sides at a range of you know, companies from, from large multinationals to um, you know, mid-sized investment banks through to boutique hedge funds and asset managers. So it's a real, real mix of experiences uh, on the call today. Um, the only difference is I specialise in the perm market, which basically means I get to leave all of that lovely admin over to, uh, to Annalene. Anyway, today we're, we're going to kick off our, our new platform with a, with a look back at the last few months in the recruitment world, try and give you a bit of a, a market update and uh, hopefully keep it relatively interesting along the way. Okay, Annalene, so uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, you are a uh, third culture kid, famously, um, but can you tell, can tell our listeners a, a little bit about, about yourself? Okay, cool. So um, a little bit about me. Um, before joining Robert Walters, I was doing the whole cliche traveling and working through Australia um, after I finished my master's degree um, in organizational psychology. So at the time, you know, I figured I was young, I had my degree and I kind of wanted to see the world a little bit more. So like you said, yeah, I did move around a lot as a kid and I got to live in some pretty cool countries, but I never um, got to do the independent travel like this. So it was a pretty good experience. And um, when I came back, I found Robert Walters and obviously haven't looked back since. And it's been, um, it's been really great. So as you mentioned, I mainly look after the contracting side for the ops team um, with some fixed term contracts as well. Good stuff. And uh... Annalene's probably too modest to admit this, but she's um, probably leading most of, most of our other teams as well. So she's having a, a fantastic year over here. Let's just jump in with a few kind of questions about the temp market. Let's start with the, the, the obvious one. I mean, the, the, the government's furlough scheme has had quite an impact, but how would you say that's really kind of affecting the contract side of, of the UK workforce? You know, I was on furlough myself as well until about sort of mid-June, starting from April. And um, yeah, when I, I was really happy to hear that everybody was still working. All our contractors were working throughout the whole time and they still are, which is really great. I wasn't surprised, of course, but it was something that I was conscious of. And um, yeah, none of them had been furloughed, even have been extended and things like that. Um, so it's been really good. Um, on our side, I haven't seen any... Um, I guess major impact but yeah the downside of course is for a lot of the contractors workload has gone up bright side for companies it has been busy but you know the the contractors can take some of the work from permanent employees who are on furlough so there is that but on our side none of our contractors have really been furloughed so i'm really am um, happy to see that that's uh that's very strong actually i, I think it's been something that's been mirrored a little bit across um quite a few of our clients that even though perhaps recruitment volumes have gone down, the, the guys who have been there have still been working, haven't they really? So it hasn't been a case yeah, of clients actually furloughing a lot of their, a lot of their, their, their uh, talent pools, I suppose. Um, when I spoke to you earlier, you mentioned there's a, there is a change happening in, happening in temp hiring. Um, what, what did you mean if they weren't necessarily about the furloughs? What is the change that's happening? 
Right, yeah, I mean, um, in the beginning of, of lockdown, um, I figured obviously it could go either way that we would see a lot of contractors to kind of help out during you know, these times or, or none at all. So I think I was quite prepared for, for the latter, which it, it did happen. So while I was on furlough, I don't think there was much activity in terms of new roles. Um, but when I came back mid-June, yeah, it, it really picked up. I, I know I was really busy for a while. It, it just seemed like there was all these requirements, which was great. I think what happened as well is a lot of companies kind of got used to the whole remoting, um, onboarding people remotely. So I think they realized there was ways, you know, to make it work and have people start and training them remotely as well, if that was needed. We have seen a lot of the contracting roles come out in the beginning and it's been really nice as well, being able to kind of help people who are out of jobs because of, you know, COVID. So it's been pretty rewarding in that sense too. But I think one of the major changes as well is that we're seeing a lot more fixed term contracts than we are seeing sort of daily rate contracts obviously probably has to do a lot with IR35 as well still, but I think in terms of fixed term contracts, we've also been seeing temp to perm. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons I wonder if this is the case is because maybe they can't get the perm headcount right away um, because of approvals at the moment, but temp to perm, at least this way, they can get someone to start and hopefully eventually make them permanent. So we have seen sort of more an increase in, in those kind of temp roles. So it's sort of a try before you buy situation that's coming up when, uh, when there's a, a little bit of hesitation about committing to a, perhaps a permanent headcount during the current crisis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think um, also just for everyone, just to make sure it's working remotely, perhaps as well. So um, no, it's been it's been an interesting market. I'll be honest. Mm. I think uh, there's there's certainly been good and bad uh, stories from about kind of setting up a remote working, etc. But certainly, I think the vast vast majority has been quite a positive experience i think it's probably set a lot of um set a lot of companies will push them towards developing the tech and the infrastructure to be able to do that whereas i'm not gonna say lazy beforehand but um <laughs> weren't necessarily taking a flexi working um priority should we say so you mentioned uh, ir35 earlier uh for people who aren't uh, necessarily familiar who are listening can you um can you just give us a little bit of detail what's ir35 about Yep, so IR35 um, has been around for a long time, um, but it's kind of coming into play most recently in the, the private sector because it's been around in the public sector for I don't know, 15, 20 years. In a nutshell, it just has to do with, with tax. Um, I know a lot of contractors might pay a little bit less tax than, for example, permanent employees, and I think it's just basically come down to payable tax. So it's been a bit of a nightmare in terms of admin um, for a lot of companies, but also for contractors themselves. It's still around. It's not going anywhere. The deadline was April 2020, um, but obviously that's been extended. And I know there was talks to try to get extended further, but it seems that it was only pushed back by just one year. Um, okay. It's still around. Sorry. It's because of COVID basically, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The, the delay was because of, or the, postponement I guess was because of um, COVID and it, it's been sort of a big topic for the last year in the contracting world yeah. you know contractors having to close down limited companies companies deciding to hire only pay as you earn or sort of potentially umbrella as well so I think um, it's just to make sure that everyone's complying with the correct tax and make sure that people who are contractors are actually con contractors and not sort of disguised employees I mean, if you look sound, you know, 
smell like an employee, then, then you have to be paying that tax. That's, that's what it comes down to. But um, no, I think we found that a lot of companies so far, I mean, it came to making all of these changes and then obviously it got postponed. But I'd say the majority of the companies have decided to, to make sure all these changes were still in place. I know some kind of reverted back to the old ways and thought, right, let's, let's deal with it next year. Yeah. But it, it's definitely been an interesting impact because I know, I think for the majority in operations, yes, it's impacted it, but probably not as much as, for example, looking at sort of contractors in the projects or risk or compliance space, really. But yeah, I mean, there's still much to do. So I'm, I'm joining a few webinars about it just to make sure I'm yeah. still as well versed in it as I can be because, um, well, it's still here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, would you say that it is that combination of IR35 plus COVID that is, is changing the way that the job market is acting at the moment. I mean, certainly you mentioned earlier that you're kind of a lot more FTCs and that sort of thing coming in. Is that, is that more IR35 driven or is that COVID or is it a bit of both? It's a bit of both because before COVID, this was already happening. We were seeing more fixed term contracts and um, you know, for people who don't mind or didn't have a limited company, it's been quite great because you, you get for most places still the benefits as a permanent employee. But I think in terms of the temp market, it's been a, a weird one, I guess, for the last year or two now, initially because of IR35 and now sort of COVID. But I, I feel like personally, IR35 had a bigger impact than COVID, just in terms of hiring and things. But yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? It is. Um, it is indeed. Um, so yeah, so what other, what other projects have you been focusing on? So lately, I've been focusing a bit more um, on LIBOR, which is one of the changes coming up. I think it's been around for maybe like a year or so now as well. Um, but that's that's creeping around the corner. I think next year it's coming into play. So yeah, I've been focusing on that, kind of speaking to clients and candidates, um, hosted a webinar, sort of actually more of a virtual roundtable, really just kind of discuss to see where everyone's at. It's quite interesting. I think everyone's very aware of it, but not quite sure how to proceed. So yeah, we're trying to come up with some action plans, just gauge how everyone's feeling for it. I think a lot of, it seems like some of the regulatory authorities are quite blasé about it. Um, I think people see it as a change, but not quite one that would cost as much as it, it can and, and, and probably will. So yeah, interesting uh, topic, to be honest. So hopefully we'll see some good changes soon, but keeping myself busy with that. Absolutely. Um, I sat in on that... Um... That, that meeting that you, you held with kind of several heads of loans, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and it was quite interesting. There definitely seems to be a, a want of communication perhaps between the uh, various regulatory bodies and the guys who are gonna have to actually implement the changes here. So I think that's, you're probably right that LIBOR is gonna be a big one. Um, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting space to be honest. But um, no, well, and I'm just say enough about temp really. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, there's plenty to discuss with you as well on the perm side. So. Obviously, we, we work quite closely as a team and focus on the same business area, but permanent market is, is very different to temp. I know that when I speak to candidates and they advise or ask for advice on the perm market, I, I do my best, but then uh, I tell them not to quote me on it and speak to one of you guys because I obviously don't want to miss advice and give the wrong information. Yeah. How have you been finding it? What, what's been the impact of, I guess, COVID on the perm side? Well, I mean, it's, it's been... Um... The, the biggest impact really has obviously, of course, been the, the, the reduction in 
in headcount, which we've, we've seen over the last few months of COVID. There's no way, no two ways around that. You know, it has been a quieter six months than we would usually see. But certainly I would say, well, go back to one of the points I talked about earlier, how you were furloughed. I actually spent two months as, on my furlough rotation in June and July, which was frankly lovely to have a summer holiday. But um, yeah, comparing the before, then as well, like, wasn't it? Beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, but no, I mean, comparing April and May, to uh, August and I suppose now the first couple of weeks of September, um, the market is in a better shape. Um, certainly, April was uh, April was tough, and you know, kind of looking back, July wasn't great either. But um, August was, to be honest, you know, above what anyone was expecting, and certainly September looks to be moving in a really positive direction as well. So, you know. We're taking this with you know, a little pinch of salt. It certainly seems like the worst is over. There's still a way to go, but uh, I think that I think the permanent jobs market is recovering slowly. I mean, certainly some of the government stats that have been out in the last you know, week or two have um, indicated that there there has been a kind of a growth in the economy, quite a major growth in the last couple of of, uh, of months. But we are still you know kind of ten percent down uh, on where we would have been before COVID. So it's recovering uh, is probably is probably the main message i suppose from the impact of covid it wasn't great but you know we are starting to move out of uh, out of the back of it yeah and now with summer ending as well summer holiday. although interestingly summer ending i think actually because of covid again that you know a lot of people would have been waiting to take their summer holidays and you know various hiring managers for example might have pushed those holidays back so they're taking them in september or certainly the first week of september at last week of august first week of september yeah. rather than in early August and as they as they usually would do so um you know we, we as we are recovering but just a kind of unforeseen holiday pushback I guess in terms of the roles that you, you know we've gotten through on the perm side where have you kind of seen the the highest volume like wh what areas were the most popular I guess yeah 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 I mean um well, there's in the office space. We're we're blessed to have a real range of uh, of functions that we cover. I mean, we I've said this before, but I, I sometimes think we should be called the ops and distribution team because we take everything client facing as well as everything in operations. And uh, frankly, anything else, any all of the, any of our other teams don't want to do. <laughs> Not <laughs> yeah, happy. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, there, there's been probably three main drivers in 2020. Certainly before COVID kicked off, it was CSDR that was driving real change in the settlements market. Um, we probably see more settlements roles being onshored or more onshore headcount being created than, than it being kind of pushed you know, more nearshore or offshore as, as um, kind of it was before that. It, it was kind of following reconciliations, but now we're seeing a lot more kind of settlements roles coming back and um, frankly, the, the Good candidates are able to to charge for that um, to charge for that expertise that they've got because of uh, CSTL basically comes with extremely heavy fines for, for excessive breaks. Long story short, um, so you know it's certainly a, you know especially on the banking side where everything is kind of a cost versus benefit matchup. I suppose the the benefits of having you know more expertise in settlement space onshore. Has certainly been recognised again, so that's a that's a real positive. SFTR is the other big one. Uh, the reg space is something that's been a very good, kind of it's been fr frankly constant uh, despite coronavirus. It's probably been the one that's not dropped off all year. 
you know, securities finance transaction reporting is the next piece of transaction reporting that's going to have a big impact on the market. You know, you're seeing it go live now. Most most people are ready for it, but it's certainly an area that um, it's certainly an area that there's plenty to do. There's plenty to learn. And frankly, the reg space is interesting because of that. There's always a new regulation coming out. So I don't see the reg space slowing down, frankly. Yeah. Um, and obviously we get, a, you know, there's a bit of an overlap with, with projects there, but, um, you know, it, it remains very, a very good sector of operations to, to spend a career in um, with you know, a fairly steady flow of opportunities for people who are, who are successful. Um, I suppose the third area really would be the, the loan space. I mean, it's probably not quite at the LIBOR end yet. I suppose when a new kind of regulatory change comes in, it probably hits the projects roles first, then it probably hits the ops contractors and then the ops perm guys get the, uh, uh, get the back end of it. But um, certainly the loan space is always busy for us, always. Yeah. And, um, you know, LIBOR going live next year, it's not going to stop being busy. And interestingly, we're seeing, you know, traditionally loans has always been about banking or kind of the loan skill set, CLO, administration, et cetera. But we're seeing a few, um, a few kind of loan specialist roles kind of on the, on the buy side these days, anything that ranges for in real estate roles to well, fine art sort of roles, which are, which are really interesting. So, um, yeah, loan, loans is always a good one for us as well. And, and on that as well, like you, you mentioned, you've been seeing loans in the banking kind of all areas, but where have you seen the most activity in terms of, I guess, clients? Yeah. Where have you seen the most? Well, if we look at the last few months, um, over summer, it was mainly two or three large institutions that had high volumes of roles and we'd pick up a few of them, but generally a lot of it going direct. Whereas now, I think it's more that everyone has a little piece of the pie. You know, there, there are kind of one or two roles in a lot of different companies now. There's a lot more range of roles out there. It's still probably airing towards the junior end, the senior end, as always, you know, kind of VP and upwards. There's always a bit more reticence to move. You know, if you don't, if you, if you don't have to move right now and you're on a decent salary, you know, you're, you're going to take your time until... Uh, well, for a less riskier time frame, I suppose. Uh, no, it, it's, it's definitely more of a mix now. The boutiques are getting, um, are getting some skin in the game. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly looking better. Fine. And how are you um, finding the conversations with clients and candidates? Like, how is everyone going in terms of, I guess, the new normal? How have you been finding it? It's actually been quite interesting, I think. Um, you know, certainly one or two uh, hiring managers who you would probably associate with being quite traditional um, and, you know, wanting a certain degree of, of, of presenteeism in the office uh, have been, you know, when I've had to talk to them, you know, I expect them perhaps to be fairly resistant to it. But no, I mean, it's, it's actually been really well received. Um, you know, people are kind of, you know, the, the work-life balance is certainly being appreciated on the, um, on, in terms of the employee, but the employer as well is now noticing that there are opportunities here. And, you know, obviously, well, the big one is building leases. You know, you, t you take yeah. some of the big guys in Canary Wharf with, you know, let's say kind of a six to 8,000 seat of building that is usually, has usually got 10 to 15 people, 1,000 people in it, kind of you know, coming and going throughout the week. 
if they don't need that massive expense um, by, by improving that work-life balance, by improving the flexible working conditions, you know, that is, <laughs> that, that's only going to be a plus to them. Now, obviously, they, they'll, you know, in, in that particular example, you know, you've got 10-year leases, etc., that you can't, you know, automatically chuck away. So I'm not saying it's going to yeah. be overnight, no one ever goes into the office again. But um, certainly, I think the new normal is going to be a, an increase in the flexible working once Corona passes. I think it'll be probably more likely that you know managers and kind of senior managers, leadership teams, are, uh, are more willing to you know listen to you know individual cases for you know additional working from home time, um, and that's that should only improve because I mean for the vast majority the performance has been quite good, but on the flip side, to the candidate base. I think if you were happy where you are and how your company has handled this current situation has been overall positive experience. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of loyalty developing, but yeah. the other side of that, if you're not happy and you're not particularly impressed with the way your company has handled the coronavirus, I think there's going to be a lot of people who lo who leave quite quickly as soon as the market stabilizes. Good news for anyone who's going to be job searching. No, I mean, I agree. I, mean, I, th I think that's something I've been seeing as well. I've been hearing, you know, people who, you know, have new hobbies or focusing on their fitness. I mean, myself included, it's like a whole new woman. But, um, you know, I, I've been hearing that a lot. People have been able to spend more time with family. Um, and it's just, I think interesting to see how people are going to manage the work-life balance going forward. And I think a lot of places will probably have, if they're still all working from home, um, some places obviously permanently working from home, others sort of a mix, which I think most people would probably consider ideal. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely been interesting to say. And I, I mean, for us as well, it's it's been really great to see how sort of the Robert Walters group has been handling it because I, I mean, I feel like I've really been taken care of this whole time. And I think, you know, we've all been treated as, as valuable people and, and our, our health and safety has been a priority. And I think it's just been really great to, to see this. And I honestly, you know, I can't say a bad thing about it because we were all just treated so well during this pandemic. So, yeah. and, I, and I also realized this even more because when speaking to candidates, I know I speak to some who just are clearly not being taken care of, or, you know, they just feel like they're not, part of it and they just kind of feel like they don't matter almost and that's funnily enough the main reason they're looking for some because yeah. it's it's not even about the job they might do something similar in the next role and it might not even be about the money it's it's literally just because they don't feel like they've been heard um Absolutely. so that has been a big factor in people looking so that that's definitely been you know an interesting thing to see yeah absolutely has i mean i think you well yeah, you, you've absolutely nailed that there are i think um I think we Waters have adapted quite well, um, but the, the focus on the people has come first. And yeah, there's new technology changes, and you know we're doing we're helping you know more remote interviewing happen, and you yeah. know video CVs and all of this. But at the end of the day, it's really come down to you know the people that you want um, around you, the people, that, and, and really that it it is Robert Waters that, that has uh, has really recognised that. I feel like they've looked after people kind of on an individual basis kind of they've done it a bit case by case i mean we're phasing back into the office but you know people are not necessarily comfortable doing that or if they've got at-risk people at home they're certainly not yep. forced to do that and i think that's something that we'll see reflected in the industry over the next few months it won't be a one day no one's in and the next day everyone's in but i think no you're right the approach for for robert waters is certainly 
has certainly been a good one. And I think the way that we've looked after our teams, you know, now that most of our teams are back in, in, uh, in, in well, probably probably seventy percent sort of capacity, the kind of you know, various levels of part time, etc. I think you know that that real core base of knowledge and you know the that network has been protected if you like so you know i think you know, we'll, we'll be in quite a good place um as the market continues to continues to warm up and hopefully we'll be able to take on these uh, new challenges head on and well yeah as i said as it continues to warm up we're, we're we are expecting to see a little bit of a taps turning on effect um over the next maybe a month or two um yeah I mean, like I said as well, companies are just more prepared to on, like onboard people remotely. So I think, um, yeah, it's, it's going to have a positive impact. So we were hopeful. We are hopeful. There is hope. Um, cool. I think we are probably at the end of our first podcast. I hope you, uh, you listening enjoyed that and I hope we didn't draw it on too much. If there are any further questions you want to discuss in a little bit more detail, obviously we've raised a few points there this episode, but there are much more to come. You can reach out to either one of us. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks everyone.